friends. Thanks so much for tuning in. My name is Diana. I'm the host of Diana Show, and I am here today to talk to you about decluttering, which is one of my favorite subjects in the whole wide world. I feel like getting your space together, getting your car together, being able to get ready in the morning in the bathroom easily, being able to cook something easily from your pantry, and being able to find your stuff is one of the best things that you can do for your life. And I'm a huge cheerleader for it. I help a lot of different friends and clients who are struggling with um, just organization in their life. And so in this episode today, I'm going to talk to you about it because it brings me so much joy. And I absolutely think it's for some people like an easy thing. It's how they grew up. And for other people, they didn't grow up that way. Or maybe their brain doesn't naturally just work that way. And so it's a very challenging situation for them. It's overwhelming. And so I wanted to break down some of that today and uh, dispel some myths and let you know that anyone can get a more organized life. Is it going to be um, gigantic hoarding mess today and Marie Kondo tomorrow? Probably not. But through work, putting in effort, um, trying to change um, old habits and old things that you've done, whether it's over shopping or uh, not getting rid of old stuff, etc. Through some of these things, you can really see, you know, you could have a totally different household within about six weeks. Um, or you could let it take a year, you know, but you can do it. You can make changes. You can have an easier, lighter life and enjoy your belongings more, enjoy your life more. One of the first things I always notice that people have in common that have a clutter problem or have a home that is not functioning for them is that there is a massive sense of overwhelm. The stuff keeps coming in and nothing's going out and you're just jam-packed and you have no space to even think. And so there are a lot of studies that show that clutter, um, a cluttered house is a more stressed out, you know, the, the residents that live in that, whether it's the children, the mom, the dad, two moms, two dads, whatever the deal is, the more crap you have, the more stress there is. And it's, there's a lot of different reasons, but I think one of the biggest reasons I find is that you can't find your shit and we have the, our homes support us. You know, we think about your rooms, you go into your bathroom in the morning to get ready. You can't find your deodorant. It's a struggle to find your deodorant. It's a struggle to find, you need some nail polish remover because you know, you chipped your nail or whatever that you need to find the toenail clippers. And everything is a gigantic excavation project trying to find everything because you've got too much stuff in there. And so that's one of the first things is the overwhelm factor um, that a lot of people complain about. And so one of the things I advise is start small. Um, if you can start with the smallest room in the house, that's your bathroom. Um, if your bathroom is too overwhelming for you, start with a drawer in the bathroom and just go through and do that first layer, which is going to be just getting rid of the garbage, the obvious thing. Just take a garbage bag, things that are garbage. You don't need to donate um, your used expired cosmetics. No one's going to want that, so throw it away. Um, go through, get rid of all the garbage, and then go through and see where you have duplicates. Um, I recently did this for a friend's bathroom, and we basically pulled everything out of her bathroom and realized that one of the reasons in this very small bathroom that her and her husband shared that she was having a lot of overwhelm in there was because A, that's where she gets ready, B, she can't find anything, and C, the reason she can't find anything is because she has half-used versions of everything. You don't need five deodorants under your sink. You need one deodorant or wherever you store your deodorant, whether it's in the medicine cabinet or in a drawer or whatever. You just need the one and then you need to have a box with your duplicates. And your box of duplicates you go to when you're out of something. 
and you don't need to have five duplicates of everything, but say you do, say you shop at Costco and you end up with five deodorants. If you're like half using deodorant and you've got five of them in there, you're taking up five times the amount of space for one item. And let's face it, we've got deodorant, we've got makeup, we've got razors, we've got combs and brushes and hair product and, and skin product. There's so many things to be stored in a bathroom that if you have five times the amount, because you're, you've got all these duplicates that you're halfway using, um, that's trouble. So make sure that you've got a home for everything. Everything's in its place. So you can easily find it when you want to put deodorant under your pits, you know, where exactly where it's at. And then everything else is in a bin that is extra and it's somewhere else where you're not going and grabbing that. I get a lot of questions about five children, household with three bedrooms. You know, we, we don't have a lot of space for as many people as we have living here. So we have uh, a situation where we have to make the most of every square foot and that does not leave a lot of room for like bags of this or that that we're deciding on that we haven't used for a year. We really have to have this home functioning for us. And I get asked a lot about how to keep all the plates in the air or how to like make sure you're prepared for all the birthday parties that are coming up or whatever. And I, it is overwhelming and there's a sense of overwhelm, but I have come up with some key things that really help me a lot to make sure that my life runs fairly smoothly. And a lot of that is backloading what's coming in the future. So lists are my best friend. I, when something comes up, I write it down. I make a plan to get it done or I do it at the time. What it does is it gets that mental weight off my mind and off my shoulders. So like for instance, uh, this month Lincoln got invited to three different kindergarten birthday parties. Okay. So I know good and well from raising all these kids. I have kids up to 21 years old. They won't always be getting invited to this many birthday parties. And I want her to experience it. I want her to enjoy it. This is my last baby. So I'm not going to say no, but at the same time, like you can have it go two ways. You can have it sneak up on you, realize, oh my gosh, it's Saturday morning. I slept in, you know, I've got to get Lincoln ready. She's got to be to a birthday party at 11 o'clock or, and I'm running to Target and I'm buying a gift bag. I'm spending $40 for all this stuff. Or I get invited to all these parties. I respond to them. I get on Amazon. I order the same three gifts because let's face it, little girls love a stuffed animal in a furry purse, and I just ordered three of them. I use the recycled gift bags from Lincoln's party in January. I have her like write a little note, and that's that. Some of them I didn't even have her write a little note. And then that's that. They're sitting you know, up in an area where we can easily grab them on a Saturday, and it's not an additional like hour and a half of stress and joy-stealing situations where I have to run to Target at the last minute or run to a Walmart or something like that at the last minute. Um, it saves me money because I'm order, I'm like seeing what I'm ordering and I'm not just like grabbing whatever's available. It saves me my mental space, you know, because I'm not sitting there worried about it. It it's off my mind immediately. It's done. It's taken care of. And it, it saves me a lot of stress, you know, um, another big component to figuring out your organization and lining up your household to run smoothly for you is to figure out what kind of, style you want to have. 
Um, you know, single girls who have, they put everything in their calendar and they know exactly what's going on. Maybe that works for them. Then you've got, you know, maybe you've got moms with a whole bunch of little kids and you've got chore charts so they can actually start seeing it. And this can flex depending on how your life is changing and who's living under your roof and all that kind of stuff. For me, I have a phone calendar like we go to the doctor, we make the next doctor's appointment at the doctor's appointment. So I'm not wondering, oh wait, when do I have to make Mia's checkup? She just got her checkup. Then we make it again for next year. Or I put it on the calendar and say, hey, make an appointment for Mia. She needs one in March. So I just, I know that's kind of off my mind. And I know that that's going to support us actually getting her to her doctor's appointments when she needs to go. But I put that in my calendar first, and then every week on a Sunday, I have an actual like super pretty, really nice paper calendar that I open up, and it's got week at a glance, and it's got a like you know a rectangle for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday and Sunday, and I actually write out what the whole week's gonna look like. On there, I do a fairly loose food plan for the week. On there, I do a fairly fairly loose food plan for the week, which then supports me coming up with. Um, my list for either Costco or going to the grocery store. So I know that I have all the things here, right? So you can see how that calendar sort of like by writing it all out, it supports the things. I also have um, a list of things to do that kind of rolls over week to week. And I don't put pressure on myself to get everything done every week. Um, I know we're working on getting passports for the family and that has been rolled over probably for like four months now trying to figure out how to do that, how to get the girls pictures, all that kind of stuff. We're actually closing in on it because my husband's helping me out with it now. But I have this list of like everything from donations, picking up the dry cleaning, getting the money for the cleaning lady, all that kind of stuff that is on the list that I can cross out throughout the week. And sometimes I get to the whole list and sometimes I don't. And sometimes it's just reminders of things that I'm I'm thinking about this for a couple of weeks. Like, do we want to go on a ski vacation? Like a last minute ski vacation. So I'm writing that down and it helps me remember week to week if I'm thinking about it. Another wonderful thing that you can do in your household that I advise a lot of different clients to do is get your crew to help. That's your husband, that's your children. Um, getting big kids to buy into this is critical because especially if you have a larger family or if you have like more than one kid or if you don't have help at home, it can be really overwhelming to be even just picking up everybody's shoes at the end of the night. So we have, we don't do chore charts anymore because my big kids are 16, 17, 18, and 21. But what we do is we have specific chores that they do um, throughout the week. So it turns over on Mondays and on Mondays, there's either two people that are cleaning out the dishwasher. So that's like a half of a dishwasher. And one person is taking care of the trash when it fills up. It might fill up every day. It might fill up every other day. Who knows? But they have a specific responsibility for the whole week. So it's not like you have to like look and check something on a box or look in a box. It's just when the garbage is overflowing, we know it's say Scarlet's week and everyone can say, hey, Scarlet, the trash needs to go out or whatever. We also have them help with vacuuming. They do their own laundry. Another huge thing is their responsibility uh, towards their own calendars. All of these kids have got jobs now. They've got deadlines for school. They've got parties for their friends. They've got their own friends' birthday parties coming up. And I am not in charge of any of that. We all share a Google Calendar. I think it's a Google Calendar. They put it on their phone and then they invite my husband and I to the upcoming events they have. It's been a great um 
skill set for them to have and then also they share a car so all of them are negotiating when they can use the car and they have to negotiate that between themselves so getting your kids on board we can't ex expect our kids to see the example of a totally exhausted mom who's doing something for everyone else and nothing for herself and not having any time for herself and being frustrated because of course we've all been that mom who's the total martyr, hauls in all the groceries by herself, does all the cooking, does all the cleaning and then wonders why she's like pissed at the end of the night and the kids are confused too because mom hasn't set any boundaries. I've been that person. I've also been that person who is like watching my big household of seven people run very smoothly not perfectly, but pretty smoothly because everyone's taking care of their own laundry, their own responsibilities. Everyone's pitching in on household chores. Everyone's helping load in all the groceries and put them away. Everyone's pitching in and then that way I'm not pissed. I'm not grumpy. I'm happy. I'm relaxed. I have time to do a dance video with my daughters who want to. I have time to exercise. I have time to podcast. I have time to be the version of myself that I want to be because I've set myself myself up and my home up to run fairly smoothly uh, by getting my children to, and my husband to commit to, to doing part of the work. I thought right now would be the perfect time to insert a segment about the fact that you gotta let go of your BS, Pinteresty, perfect perfectionism norms that society has put on all of us of the way that our house is supposed to look all the time. Um, I get caught up in that sometimes where I'm like, oh, I worked so hard on this. You know, we have half the pan 50% of the pantry up is food. 50% of the pantry down is Lincoln's stuff. But if I'm just sitting there picking at her about putting everything back perfectly and not just letting her play, we're missing the point of the toys in the first place, right? It's not, the toys aren't so that I can take a picture and make it look like we live this perfect life. The toys are for her to be messy and play and explore and grow and learn. And so when you catch yourself in this, understand that you're catching yourself doing this because this is the way that we have, these are the things that we've looked up to, you know, a perfect house, um, everything running perfectly all the time. Got to let that go. Catch yourself doing it. Put your hand on your heart and just be like, that's okay. You're falling into perfectionism, but let's try to think a new thought. It's okay if your house is messy. It's not okay if you can't find anything, you have a bunch of garbage, your house is stinky, you're not functioning, you can't get places on time. I don't think that's okay. I, I think that everyone deserves an organized home where they can find what they need and not feel stress and anxiety. I feel like if you want to become your highest version of yourself, to be able to have time to dip into your creative processes, you can't be digging around trying to find a random thing that you need randomly, occasionally, only a couple times a month. It's not that the things that we use every day, twice a day, like toothpaste, aren't going to be the hard things to find. They're going to be right there, right? It's the toenail clippers or the sewing kit, because we've got to sew a button back on for our kids band event. It's those random things that if they have an actual place and your home is somewhat organized, you can find them. You're going to save so many minutes during uh, your month, during your weeks, during your days, and so much frustration. So that's why I say put some effort into getting organized. It's not because it has to be perfect for a picture on social media. Things in life that we can do it and we achieve it and it's done. You can hang it on the wall. A degree is like that. You know, you do your four or five, whatever, six years. You get your degree. You get your diploma. You frame it. You've always got that degree. No one can take it away from you. But there's other things in life like an organized home, like a healthy body, 
like mental health that are a journey. They're not a destination that you get to. So keep that in mind that, you know, you may organize your home um, and go through and do these steps to like take out your first layer of garbage and then go through and get, you know, decide on the things that you really love and keep those and donate the rest or whatever. And there's a, you know, there's a million different books out there on minimalism, or I would never consider myself a minimalist, but I do love and have bought into the fact that having an organized home is where I thrive best. Right. But that doesn't mean that I don't spend a large chunk of the month, you know, going through and realizing, oh, we don't need this anymore. You know, our family is an ongoing living, breathing thing. So kids who were into playing the flute five years ago, I'm not going to keep the flute. I'm going to give it to somebody else who could use the flute. Like, why are we going to hold on to that? For what? Uh, A kid who, you know, was in a stroller, she's not in a stroller anymore. I'm going to pass that along to someone, donate it. It's that, it's that way with clothing. It's that way with everything. Your home is an ever evolving, uh, living, breathing thing. And so as you come across things that have become too used, I go through this with pans all the time because of the way my kids want to cook, they just blow through pans. So about once a year, I'm getting a few new pans and getting rid of some old ones that are charred that we never use anymore. Why am I going to hold on to old used charred pans? I'm not. I deserve to have fresh things that support my home and family. I go through this with clothes. I buy clothes that um, I think are going to be great. I wear them a few times and realize it pinches me in the waist or it's a little itchy or I never wear that because it's so low cut that whenever I bend over my boobs hang out, I just don't feel comfortable in it. And so because there's something, a little something that's not right about it, I'll either have it altered. I've done that before with jeans where I'm like, oh, the zipper doesn't stay closed right. I go and have it altered so that I will wear it or I just got to let it go. And so don't get yourself into this thought that, oh, I'm going to get to this certain organized spot and that's just... I'm organized. My life is organized. No, I'm constantly, I have a bag in the garage of stuff that we're donating. My husband just asked me today, oh, where's the donation bag? Because we, it's just an ongoing project. In a home, there's so many different areas that need organizing, decluttering, and maintaining. And the big secret that it took me a long time to learn was that the less you have, the less you have to spend your time organizing, dusting, and cleaning. Now, I'm not saying that I don't have mementos. I love mementos. I love knickknacks. I love, I have these two blue vases that mean the world to me. I think they've been glued back together several times because the kids have knocked them down. But I also love my time and space and my peace. And I can't enjoy the beautiful things that I have. If I've got a bunch of crap that I don't love, cluttering it up, cluttering the visual space, cluttering my time, cluttering my thoughts. I just feel so more at peace if I only have the things that I really, really like, that I would really, really wear, that I would really, really use in my bathroom, that I really like to cook with in my kitchen. I only have those things. And I do that for my little one, my Lincoln's toys. Um, And I encourage my girls and my son to do the same thing. Keep the things that you really love and don't get caught up in the fact that, well, I spent a lot of money on this, so I should keep it. Well, then try and sell it. Get on Macari and try and sell it or get on Craigslist and try and sell it or donate it and know that you're going to be donating something that's going to bring somebody else joy. If you've ever volunteered in a thrift store, which I have, or run around at a thrift store with a true thrifter, one of my my daughter, Erilyn, loves to thrift. You should see the joy on some people's faces when they find this just perfect fitting little thing for them that they only have to pay $4 for. 
you will bring joy to somebody else by donating that. You will do some good to somebody somewhere by donating your stuff. So send that energy out into the world and let it stop blocking up your household. And keep in mind that you deserve a beautiful, clutter-free, organized space that supports you. You deserve to be able to find a hat when you're going to go on a beach walk or find the sunscreen when the sun finally comes out. You deserve to live the life you want. And if you feel like you're being sort of like boxed in or your time is being taken up because you've got too much stuff that you're sitting around and dealing with, let some of it go and see how much lighter your life gets. It's really a big theme in my life. It's really one of my biggest secrets is that I only have the things around me for the most part that I really, really love. I've even gone so far as like I've bought a dress before and I adore the fabric and the cut is just not right. And I've go and alter it. I've even made curtains out of fabric from dresses that I really, really love because I love one aspect of the thing, but it's not working for me as a clothing item. So look around, start thinking, don't get overwhelmed, make your little lists of what you can do to make your life easier and see what you can do to lighten up your life and your motherhood. Thanks guys. Hope you have a great day.